Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as they discuss all things womenhood, motherhood, and small business. Good morning or afternoon or evening. Thanks for tuning in to Small Business Sisters. I'm Christina. I'm Jenny. And we opened our chat box on Instagram this week and had some questions come in. So we're going to pull a few of those and answer some questions that y'all had about us and our business life. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So the first question that somebody asked was, what does your daily routine look like? So I don't know if they're asking like actual human being daily routine or business routine, but maybe we can each give a little glimpse into what it looks like. Yeah, that kind of, it probably all ties together a little bit. Yeah, so I, um, well, something I do every day, a daily ritual, I guess you could say, is I get up early before everyone else, or at least when no one needs me, they might be up doing their own thing. Um, and I sit downstairs. It's very dark. I light candles. It's quiet. I take out my planner and my journal, and it just really helps me set myself up for the day. And there's something physical that happens now because I've done it so long that my body like knows, okay, here's a new day. We're resetting. It helps me let go of what happened the day before. And I just, it helps me to write out the things I need to do because like we've talked about several times, me, for me and my anxiety, getting it out of my head onto paper helps me release it a little bit. So Mm -hmm. then I just plan out my day and get ready to go to work. I have started a new rhythm of, I go to my workshop every day. So my workshop is at, um, or inside my brick and mortar store. So that's just been a really helpful thing for me to set boundaries of, I go there during the day while my boys are at school and my husband's at work. I get all my work done or what I can get done there. And then when I come home, like home is home. Um, My workshop is not here and I'm not working on anything besides maybe like I'll do social media if I haven't done that day or not. But it really helps me to physically go to my workshop every day, Monday through Friday to get uh, whatever I need to do done. And then so evenings are just home life and, uh, you know, my boys sports and I do take the dot. We always have family. Well, I don't want to say always, cause there are times we don't, but we try to regularly have family dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's just a good 20, 30 minutes that we know we're going to connect with each other. And we do the conversation deck. Like you heard us talk about last week, Christina and I do, um, it's just a good time to connect, especially if you've older kids, sometimes that's the only time you're going <laughs> to connect with them now during right. the day. And so that's really helpful. And then another rhythm I've started that has helped me physically and with um, my anxiety is I take my dogs for a walk every night. It Again, it's dark because we're in the Midwest, so it's dark super early, but I love that in the cold and the dark. And we have like um, a big open field, empty lots area that I walk around and it just really does something good for me. And I feel like I release the day 
and I'm ready to go to sleep. I love that. And one of the other questions we got is what do you do for quote unquote self-care? So we'll get back to that, but I would assume that's what Yeah, those, yes, definitely. My daily routine, I really like, I'm going to make that a goal this evening, actually, that I sit down and map it out, not to time, like not to at 10 a.m. I'm doing this, but more uh, blocks of time because I get up uh, pretty close to what my boys do. Uh, they are ages that they get themselves ready in the morning. And then we kind of meet in the kitchen, but I don't take that time. I don't wake up extra early to have like the journaling time or anything, which maybe that's something I change. but for now it works. And then I get them out the door and come back in and I give myself, they leave around seven 15 and I give myself till 8.30 or 8.45. Like I have that time in my head where that's where I come into my office. I used to come into my office before then to package a package or, you know, do something while they were eating breakfast. But one of my uh, time management mentors told me not to do that. Um, One, because it makes me less productive, but two, I'll be more, more productive if I set aside like actual time slots where I'm in my office. And so that's just been hard to figure out working from home because my workshop that I sew in is at my house and not my store. So it's just been, you know, I think everybody's trying to learn to navigate working from home. But I, so I have that set time of not until 8.30 or 8.45. And in between that, I can do housework if I want. I can sit and journal if I want. I can read. I can watch a show. I can get ready for the day, whatever I decide to do. I normally go get ready and it depends on the level of getting ready. I either talk, <laughs> like fully shower, full like do my hair, sometimes do my makeup, or it'll be like bathe real quick and then change my clothes. Like just depends. But as long as I'm in my office and starting to work around 8:45, and then I'll do a set block till I want to eat lunch and then I'll eat lunch. And then I will do another block of time between like right after lunch and the boys get home at three. And I try to be done in my office when they get home, but sometimes I work a little bit later. But I've really tried to be done by 4.30-ish just so I can start making dinner. Otherwise, I'll put off making dinner and we'll end up ordering pizza or something. And so I've yeah. been really trying to get out there to make dinner. Have you seen that meme that's like, uh, I keep asking mom what's for dinner. And then I remember I'm the mom. <laughs> and that's how I feel all the time because I don't enjoy cooking. I don't enjoy being in the kitchen. So um It's just been a work in progress, but I do like setting that time in my head of like, you have to be out of this office by four 30. And of course Mm -hmm. that changes once the kids are in sports, it's kind of a free for all. And at that time I will work in different pockets because sometimes I've had to go to three different sports practices and only have, you know, had to leave early from my house. And so then I need to do something at one of their practices or something like that. So my routine looks different every day, but I do try to go to bed early too. I have always, my whole entire life, you can ask Jenny, I always have gone to bed early. Like whenever I'm tired, I'm like, all right, peace out. Like I could be the life of the party. And if I hit a wall, 
I'm done. I'm going to bed. We will have neighbors over and I'll get tired and I'll just disappear. And Tyler will be like, oh, she, she probably went to bed. (laughs) (laughs) You have always been like that. So I do go to bed early and then wake up at pretty much the same time, but that's my routine. Yeah. And I feel like you kind of mentioned this too. I feel like it's good to not to get, get too rigid about our routines because while they're good and helpful, it's good to have rhythms. But if you start like judging yourself and getting hard on yourself, if you don't do the routine one day or something Mm -hmm. goes wrong, it's just going to feel that much worse. Like it's Mm -hmm. okay to sometimes it, some days just aren't great and (laughs) it doesn't work as it's supposed to. And that's okay. The next day is a new day. So even if you're listening and feeling like, your routines don't sound like this, or you don't feel like you have a routine. That's okay. You just have to figure out what works for you and Uh your family. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The next question was what do you give a customer gift? Cause you know, Etsy and small shops are kind of known for going that extra, extra piece, extra mile. And so somebody asked if we do any sort of customer gift or like, what's our customer retention? Like, how do we get them back? Okay. Yeah. I, well, do you want to answer? Well, I don't really have an answer because I used Mm -hmm. to give a sticker at one time I gave a button, um, you know, just a button like to put on your purse or bag or something. And it said, Uh, I think it said like all bodies are beautiful or something because I was trying to be inclusive about my my shirts and we don't have to go into this now, but I've struggled with an eating disorder. So I'm really into like body positivity. Um, So right now I currently don't have one. We did ask on the podcast specifically, like our our stories, we asked if people do this and it was pretty split. And then it all, the follow-up question was, do you not buy from somewhere that didn't send you a gift? And that was heavily like, no, I still buy from them. Even if I don't Mm -hmm. get a gift from them. Some of my favorites that I've received from my end is like, I order a lot of fabric off of Etsy. And so they'll send like fabric samples with it, like just really tiny swatches, but it's really helpful as a maker to feel fabric you're, you might work with, right, like feel right. and see the true colors. So that really helps me, but I don't know of a gift that I'm like, Oh, square. I got this from this small shop. I do. I'm a sucker for stickers. I have them all over my sewing machines, but yeah, what I currently don't have one. I'm interested to hear what other people do. Cause I'm open to it. I just don't have one. Yeah, I so something I started doing and it actually came out of trying to figure a way how and maybe this sounds manipulative and I don't mean mean it to be manipulative. I just I mean it's good when your business kind of works for itself too. So my free gift, I always include a tea light mm-hmm. with their purchase. And so I'll go through and look at their order. And usually people are either food candle people or non-food candle people. So I'll look at the scents they ordered, and then I'll pick a tea light uh, based on one of those scents from my 
current collection, like the winter collection or uh, whatever season it is. And I'll include that in the package in hopes that then they'll be like, oh, I like this scent. And then they'll want to order that scent. So, mm-hmm. but it's also no, kind of good like, to do it. It's, that's like the fabric people send me the fabric swatches so that I order from them again. Yeah. And so it's also, I always like to do that too, because especially my online customers that can't smell it in person, there's there's only so many ways you can describe a scent. Like it's scent is so subjective. You have to smell it for yourself. So I also like that being a way that they can actually smell a scent that they maybe have not tried before. Yes. So I include yes. a tea light. Do you include idea. like a, um, a, like a, a like a, not a pamphlet, but like a card or anything. Oh, absolutely. I have a, I have a share card, um, that asks them, you know, if you loved your item, will you post it? And like, thank you for supporting small. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask that next. Like if you, some people will say like, if you go review my item, I'll send you a coupon. Like what? So I put in, I put in a card and this is something I rotate through what my cards look like. Mm -hmm. Um, like I'll order 250 at a time or Mm -hmm. whatever. And then the next time, like switch up what my card says, but I found it. I kind of observe what my customers are asking me a lot. Like if there's problems Mm -hmm. with their, so candles also, I mean that it's like a product that can malfunction. So there's always sometimes an issue of like, my candle is tunneling. What does that mean? Or, you know, so Mm -hmm. I created a card that kind of are like the five best practices to care for your candle. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like that's preemptively answering questions Mm -hmm. people might have because soy, you know, working with soy is a little bit different than your traditional Mm -hmm. candle. Um, there are trimming your wick, like, why does that help? So I explained mm-hmm. that a little bit. So I include that, but I've never done anything of like, share my product. I don't know. That's a good idea. Um, Along with what you just said, I actually just did this. They're not in yet. Uh, I made a card as well that tells you how to wash your pocket tees. Cause I, that's a question I get a lot mm-hmm. um, from people. So I did just order those and I'll, those will be going in there. Um, yeah. So if you're listening, we would love to hear if you give a gift and what it is, if it, you think it's worth it. Um, or if you're listening and you're a customer of Etsy or a small shop, if you'll comment, let us know like what you love receiving. Is it a coupon code? If you post a review, is it, you, a small item is it you don't care uh, <laughs> so I, I yeah I did do a free headband for all of December I believe um, and that's not uh, financially something I can do all of the time just because headbands are you know the, the fabric is more expensive but I have to think of something I could do. So I'll be watching the comments to see if there's, there's something practical, uh, that is a nice little bonus for people. Okay. The next question, and this kind of goes with retention, I think, but they want to know if we have any email methods, like how often do we send out an email maybe, or, um, do Like, what do we put in our emails? That's a good question. That is something I actually just started revising my plan for because I had always 
thought like, oh, I'll email once a month and I'll tell my customers like what's new in my shop or what's co- any events coming up or remind them what scents I have for each season. But I found like my email would always be the thing that got pushed to the last of my list. So like if I didn't get it done, then it would just keep rolling over because it felt like, oh my gosh, I have to create all this new content. So something I just started doing and it came out of one of my uh, marketing meetings with marketing for the uninhibited is trying to reframe and repurpose content that is already doing well. So Mm -hmm. something I started doing these last two weeks. So this is like really new. Well, first I take Christina's planner. I hope you guys all went and got that bundle because it's so helpful. (laughs) And I do try to plan out my social media. Sometimes I'll go and schedule it, but even just having it visually planned out of like this day, I want to talk about this, this day, this, this, like having it laid out really helps me. So when I do go to post, I kind of have the idea and just have to flesh it out from there versus like at 6 PM, like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to post for this day? So I do my social media planner. Then the following week, I will go look at my insights on Instagram at my top performing posts from that week. So Mm -hmm. then I like that because the data is coming from what your audience behavior already is. Uh-huh. So, and I'll pull last. So this last week I did, there were three posts that really performed equally. And, uh, most of it was like personal stories. So then I pulled those copied and pasted that into my email template. I use MailChimp. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but there are so many great ones out there. And the only reason I haven't switched, for, there's nothing I'm like obsessed with about MailChimp. I just haven't switched because I've used it since the beginning and switching feels daunting to me. Mm-hmm. But so I just put, I pull those three posts. I kind of rework it. So it makes sense in an email versus a social media post, but it's usually like an intro, like I'm writing a letter to you. So like, hi, Christina, blah, 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 my story with that picture. And then I say like, here's what you're going to find in this email. And I bullet out like to our, you know, I'm, I have a new product, tea tin candles. I have a new product room spray. And then I finish it out with another story. So that has felt so good to, cause it's yes, like, I'm not creating new content. I'm using what posted and performed well, mm-hmm. creating it in an email form. And then at the bottom, like in MailChimp, and I'm sure you can do this in the others too, is you can list product, like add yes. a link to your store. Yes. And I ha- I do get orders from that. And I feel like it's because people's attention spans are short and we always are thinking about our products, but that doesn't mean everyone else is. So to me, I felt invasive sending emails all the time, but I actually feel like it's a reminder to people of like, oh yeah, this candle. And then they'll get it where, and, and I'm sure you'll find a balance of what emailing too much is like, but for me right now, doing it like every other week like that has been really good. That is such a good idea. I'm going to try it because I will say email is the thing I slack on. And if you listen to anyone in small business, they're like, get an email get your list, email like, list. <laughs> which I do get an email list because I do have a like a landing page where they can get a coupon for their first visit. Um, so I do have the emails. Uh, it's just remembering to send out emails. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually somebody that 
okay, so I, I am swayed by email marketing. Like if I, they have a good subject line, I will click and buy. So that's really where I want to like focus my attention is on the subject line, because I'm also the person that will highlight all of the ones and just delete. Yes. So yes. Subject line is like important. Subject line is important. And that's what, where I need to focus, um, on that and not be, because I am so present on social media. I'm not an email. And I feel like the repurposing content, like you're saying is going to be so much easier because it is like, yeah, it was, I feel like, okay, so I'm just going to send them another product. Like, right. right, But if you kind of send them your story too, because again, they're, they might not be seeing your feed because of the way the algorithm works. So just staying. Yeah. And I love is good. The part, because it really, um, when you were talking about social media and you were talking about insights, cause I rarely go look at my insights, but the something clicked where I was like, I could, I mean, that's data that's there for you. So I could go look at my insights and see what people are resonating with and then include that in my email. So that, so that was helpful when you said that. <laughs> um, let's see what else do you, I was going to ask if you have, how do you get emails, but you do like a guide, right? Well, so on my website, there's like a pop-up that comes up in 30 seconds. That's like, Hey, subscribe to my email. And yes, my guide is so, I should probably go redo it, but my guide is like how to repurpose bottles from your recycling bin into vases. And then I also give a 15% off coupon. Uh, so people usually Perfect. sign up for that. So that I do have a lot of email. I mean, again, I've been collecting them for like six years. So I do have a lot of emails. Um, that's how I get them. I just started based on your social media prompts, like asking people for emails in my posts just by like going to click on the link because I mean, that's another way to capture them is like at just asking Uh for people's emails to join the email list. So that's how I get them. How do you? True. Uh, In the past, what's worked. So I do a coupon code, a landing page on my site, but I've also done for Christina Hobbs co, which I should do it for beautiful chaos too. I have done, um, like a question box in my stories and been like, if you'd like to be the first to know about when this shirt drops or whatever, I'll be like, drop your email here. And then I can manually add them to my email list. So I've done that a few times. And I've like, for instance, for, I believe it was Halloween teas. Um, I was only going to stock a certain amount. And so I said, if you want to know, be like the first to know when these go live on my site, drop your email. And I got quite a few emails from that. And then I, I don't remember how many of those actually went and bought, but it was like a, people went that day to buy them when I released them. So I've done that a couple of times and I'll probably do that. I've also done where, um, this is, really great, especially if you have a product that people wear. I asked for people to send me pictures of them in their shirts and would exchange them with a coupon code. And I got a ton of response from that. And then I have real life photos to use because I don't always want it to be me and my body and what I look like in the shirts. I really want it 
to represent like everybody. So, and now I just remember how I have my albums in my phone. I have a like customer photo album and I can pull from that anytime. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So all of those things will help a little bit, but I'm not the person to ask about email. I'm glad you you suggested what you did, Jenny, because I'm going to try that this week. Yeah. It's, and again, I've only done it a couple weeks now, but so far it's helping me get out of the mindset that I have to create this whole new thing mm-hmm. and just reuse what you already have. And I even, uh, Miranda did suggest even going back to look not just recent posts, but really old posts, because again, people have a short attention span. There's so much happening on social media most people aren't going to be like, she's already talked about that and reusing posts Uh you've already talked about and just like, you know, editing it a little bit based on your life now, but that can be helpful too. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, those were the questions I pulled from the chat box. Be looking on our Instagram for other chat boxes because we will do those quite often. Uh, We love getting y'all's questions because a lot of times we don't know the answers yet either. So (laughs) collaboration will help. And just remember, never do small business life alone. Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.